great. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, I wonder um, uh, how, how you wake up. Are you a morning person or um, not a morning person? Like, uh, raise your hands who, when the alarm goes off, you're like bouncier than a bunny on a trampoline. Let's, let's see. Bouncy, yep, morning people, yep, nice. If you're joining us online, type it in the chat. What, what are you, a morning person? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. So um, on, the, on the other end then, um, if you're a morning sloth, where are all my morning sloths? Kind of hard to, yep, yeah. I kind of, I must admit, I kind of expected that from this part of the auditorium this evening. That's all right. Well, can I just say, first of all, thank you um, for getting up for church tonight. Um, really do appreciate you coming in and uh, waking up early today to do that. It's good. Um, it may or may not surprise you. Well, it won't surprise you now that you've seen my photo. But I am not a morning person at all. And now you can show, have a look at the photo. This is me of, uh, a few mornings ago. Um, oh, there it is on that screen. There we go. Oh, look. Yeah. That is um, not my best angle, um, but I knew that I was speaking on um, waking up tonight, and uh, so I had to take a photo of what I was like first thing in the morning. That's, that's me. Um, I am sluggish in the morning. I really am. Oh, man. And uh, to, to kind of make sure that sluggish was the right term, I looked up the speed of a slug. Um, just to be sure. Are you interested to know speed of a slug? I, I looked it up and um, apparently, this is what I found, apparently um, the record speed for a slug was set by the champion racing mollusk named Archie. And uh, his speed was clocked at a sizzling 40 metres an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> Yeah, Archie, the racing sloth, uh, racing mollusk, sorry. Um, and and the same person actually, but then he, he clarified saying that um, I believe that an untrained mollusk would be unlikely to match this speed. <laughs> so there you go, you can, you can have trained slugs and untrained slugs. Um, just, you learn something new every day. But needless to say, sluggish is an appropriate term for how I am most mornings, uh, and, and this is my wake-up routine. Okay, step one, my first alarm goes off, um, and I very quickly turn it off and roll over and go back to sleep. Step two, my second alarm goes off, and I also very quickly reach over and turn that off, um, but this time, as I roll back over, I moan. Uh, Everyone do a good waking up groan for me. Oh. Wow. That's really accurate. That sounds just like me. Wow. Step three, I take between 15 and 30 seconds or so to work out what day it is, um, where I am, um, whether or not it's a weekend, and whether or not the alarm going off was actually real or just a bad dream. Um, and uh, then step four, once I've given myself the bad news that the alarm really did go off and I do have to get up and get ready for work, I, I then remember that I have three kids uh, who are also, uh, who are already awake uh, and I have a wife 
uh, that might need my help getting at least two of them ready for school. Uh, step five, I roll over and groan again. Uh, step six, I take a deep breath. Count down from three, three, two, one. I take one more groan and I push myself up as hard as I can. And I sit up and I'm pretty much ready to go with my very strong coffee and a shower. And usually I have my strong coffee in the shower as well. Apparently that's weird, but um, I have it in the shower. It, you should try it sometime. It's Yeah, with milk. You just hold it out of the water until you're ready to partake. Um, other than the coffee bit, can anyone, anyone else relate? Can anyone relate that wake-up routine that sounds pretty familiar? It's pretty ordinary, isn't it? Honestly, my wake-up routine is pretty ordinary. But you know what? God is actually in the ordinary. Um, God is in the ordinary, and God wants to be in our ordinary. And that's what this whole series is about, is that, that we can invite God in to the ordinary, routine, mundane, seemingly boring, insignificant parts of our lives. And God actually wants to be active in our ordinary, everyday lives. The, it doesn't have to be a big, crazy, spectacular thing for God to be active. He can be active in the small, ordinary things as well. Uh, and not only that, but we can actually, through those small, everyday life kind of routines, we can actually learn things about God. We can actually, uh, God reveals himself through some of those plain, ordinary, everyday things. And uh, we can actually learn about who God is and who God wants us to be through those moments as well. And, uh, so that's what this whole series is about. And uh, Sandy brilliantly kicked us off this morning. I really encourage you, if you missed that, to go back and check it out. And she's talking about waking up, um, as I am as well. But um, she spoke about the daily wake up and how we can um, start the day right with God. Um, how we can start with vision and intent and means to do what it is that God has called us to do. And uh, so I really encourage you to go back and have a listen to that. But as I was thinking about waking up, what occurred, what, what I thought of was that picture, <laughs> was the, the sluggish Ben every day. And, and what it occurred to me was, today's date is January the 1st, right? 2023. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. And it occurred to me that probably more often than we'd like to admit, we can start off our year spiritually sluggish. We can actually start off our year kind of looking a bit like I look most mornings and, and taking a while to kind of get into it. But if you're anything like me, I want God to be using me this year to expand his kingdom, to be, to be sharing about uh, with others how good he is and how good his love is. And I want to participate in his mission on earth and in our church and, and get excited about him using me and what I can contribute this year. But if I start the year spiritually sluggish and I'm not actually ready for that until February or March or April, then I'm missing an opportunity, aren't I? I'm missing an opportunity to be used by God, to be, to be a, a tool in his hand to change the lives of others. And so tonight's wake-up message 
is about spiritually waking up and using the opportunity that it is today of January the 1st to encourage us all to wake up spiritually today. Not, not next week, not in a couple of weeks once our holidays are over, not, not in February when school goes back or uni goes back, but today, January 1st. Let's wake up spiritually and be ready for what God wants to do in our lives. Are you ready? So, I'm going to ask you the question. I want us to ask ourselves the question. How do I need to wake up? How do I need to wake up? And to answer that question is actually going to be probably a different answer for everyone. So, I can't really stand here and say this is the, what you need to wake up to in your life because it's going to be different. Uh, but what I can and thought I would bring tonight is some examples throughout Scripture of of people, men and um, women of God, waking up and uh, how, what we can learn from them. And maybe you relate to one of those people and the lessons that they bring. So the first person that I read that woke up was Adam. And uh, Adam woke up one morning to discover that he was missing a rib. And uh, the story is found in Genesis chapter 2. It says this, So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Now, perhaps tonight, I suggest, maybe for one person, maybe for two people, maybe for lots of people tonight, whether you're here or joining us online, maybe your wake-up needs to be an Adam-style wake-up. And what I mean by that is perhaps you're waking up today and you need to give something back to God so that he can create something new. Maybe you are holding on to something so tightly that he wants you to release your grasp on that, release your grip on that, and allow him to take that and create something new with it, either for your life or for the lives of others around you. Maybe you need an Adam wake up tonight. Or what about Jacob? Jacob's the next guy. He woke up, well, he didn't actually wake up because he was never really asleep, but he kind of thought he was asleep, but he wasn't. But anyway, he woke up the next morning to discover that he was not the same person that he was the night before. Uh, in fact, he had a whole different name. The story goes like this. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Man, that must have really hurt. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. The man, then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, yet my life is preserved. You see, Jacob had been wrestling with God all night, and God had ended up blessing him and giving him a new name, giving him a new identity, giving him a purpose in life. And I wonder if there's someone listening right now, and you need a wake-up, that you've been maybe wrestling with God, for too long, and you need to wake up and receive his blessing. Receive the new identity that he has for you. Receive the new name, the new purpose, the new 
the new meaning of life that he has to give you and stop wrestling, stop fighting and just accept him. Maybe you need a Jacob wake up tonight. What about Samson? Samson's a really interesting kind of guy uh, in the Bible. Uh, and he woke up to discover that he had a haircut that he didn't plan on. Uh, and so we read the story in Judges chapter 16. When Delilah realized that he had told her his whole secret, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, This time come up, for he has told his whole secret to me. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She let him fall asleep on her lap, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks on his head. He began to weaken, and the strength left him. Then she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And when he awoke from his sleep, he thought, I'll go out as at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Samson actually grew up dedicated to God. Uh, And part of that dedication to God was that he was not to cut his hair as a sign that he was dedicated to the Lord. Um, But over time, we read that bad influences come into his life. That he kind of falls in with the wrong crowd, as, as we kind of know that saying. And he allows these bad influences to create him, make him make bad decisions. Right? And it puts him in a bad situation. And I wonder tonight if there are people here who need to wake up to the bad influences in their lives. That they need to wake up before it's too late. Before, before you wake up and your hair is gone, <laughs> or worse, I wonder if you need to wake up bad influences in your life. Samson had allowed those to sneak in. Even uh, a bad girlfriend, <laughs> bad, bad mates, they're encouraging him to do the wrong thing and the things that God had told him not to do. And eventually he woke up to the fact that they'd gone too far. And I wonder tonight if there are people that need to wake up to the bad influences and have a Samson kind of wake up. How do you need to wake up today? There are more. King Nebuchadnezzar, he woke up and he had had a dream from God that he didn't really understand. And he searched the land for someone who was able to tell him what this dream meant and eventually he found Daniel. And Daniel answered the king, no mere human can solve the king's mystery, uh, mystery, but I don't care who he is, no wise man, enchanter, magician, diviner, but there is a God in heaven who solves mysteries and he has solved this one. He is letting King Nebuchadnezzar in on what is going to happen in the days ahead. So I wonder if you're in a situation where you feel like God is talking to you, that God might be revealing something to you, but you don't, you don't have a clue what that actually is. You can't decipher. You, can't, you don't have any clarity over what God might be saying to you. Well, can I encourage you to wake up and do what King Nebuchadnezzar did when he woke up after his dream? He sought advice. He sought spiritual helpers, and eventually he found the right one. Thankfully, he went through a few dodgy ones first, but, but he thankfully found Daniel in the end, and I believe that you can skip straight to the right one. And there are spiritual, uh, mature people, spiritually mature people in your life, I'm sure. And maybe they're a pastor here, or maybe um, just someone who's been on the journey a bit longer than you have. Maybe some strong Christian friends, someone that you trust that can help you decipher what it is that God is saying to you. Don't wake up thinking that God has spoken to you and just kind of wave it away as something you don't really understand and it doesn't really matter. God puts other people in our lives that can actually help us 
figure that out. But I encourage you, you might need a King Nebuchadnezzar kind of wake up today. There's the young boy, Samuel. Samuel grew up in the temple, and, and uh, he woke up once uh, to someone calling his name verbally. He could hear his name being called out, and uh, it actually took him and his mentor, Eli, three times to figure out who it even was that was calling out his name. Uh, but when they eventually found out that, or realized that it was God, uh, this is what happened the third time. Now, the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. I wonder if God has been calling you into something. I wonder if God has been calling out your name. And maybe tonight it's something as simple as just saying, speak, for your servant is listening. Maybe that's the wake up that you need today. To just say to the God, look, Lord, I'm here. And I'm listening to whatever it is you have to say to me today. You know, quite a lot of time, I know in my personal time with God, I'm doing most of the talking (laughs) and not a whole lot of the listening. But God actually wants to speak to us and we need to allow space in our lives to hear from him. And maybe you need a Samuel kind of wake up. What about Jonah? Jonah woke up to the realisation that he was about to go swimming with no swimmers on. Uh, he was just going to go swimming in his clothes, whatever he had wearing at the time. See, Jonah was a prophet from God. He, he got given instructions by God, didn't want to do it, so ran away from God, jumped on a boat, um, because that was the only way to get far away at that time. And uh, a storm came upon the boat and uh, while Jonah was sleeping, and this is what happened. The captain came and said to him, what are you doing? Sound asleep. Get up. Call on your God. Perhaps God will spare us a thought so we do not perish. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more tempestuous. Everyone say tempestuous. Such a cool word, tempestuous. He said to them, uh, means stormy by the way. Uh, he, He said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. I wonder if there's someone here tonight listening who is waking up to the realisation that the storm in their life might just be the results of maybe their own decisions (laughs) or their own behaviour or their own actions. The storm in their life might actually be partially at least their own fault and maybe you need to wake up like Jonah did and realize what has happened and take action see what Jonah did he he actually owned up to his mistakes he owned up to what he did he said yep you know what that's me it's my bad and then he took action he he repented he said yep uh, I'm not going to do that again it's it's true. He, he owned the consequences and he took action to actually correct it and to calm the storm. He knew what God was asking him to do. And he said, well, you know, if you throw me into the sea, uh, then the storm will go down. And that's exactly what happened. I wonder if you need to wake up like Jonah did and take responsibility for your own mistakes, your own sin in your life. Maybe that might be causing the storm in your life or even the storm in other people's lives 
And maybe they don't know why there's a storm, but maybe you do. And maybe it's up to you to do something about it before others might get hurt. How do you need to wake up today? Someone else who woke up. We've just been hearing the story of Mary and Joseph for the last couple of weeks, haven't we? Joseph woke up after an angel had come to him with an instruction, or a couple of instructions. The story goes, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Today, January 1st, 2023, perhaps God has given you an instruction that you need to wake up and just obey. Just do what God has been asking you to do. Even if, like in Joseph's case, even if it's an unpopular decision, even if it's a bit countercultural, the decision, maybe it doesn't make sense to a whole lot of your friends, but you know it's the right thing. Maybe it's a tough decision. Maybe it's kind of hard to believe that God would ask you to do that, but you know it's the right thing. I wonder if you need a Joseph wake up. Well, then there's one of Jesus' early followers, Peter. Peter woke up, believe it or not, in the middle of a prison break, right in the middle of all this action going on in a prison um, in ancient Rome uh, or the Roman Empire. And uh, the story goes like this. Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, so pretty heavy guard, while guards were in the front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his wrists. The angel said to him, Fasten your belt and put on your sandals. He did so. And then he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. I wonder if you have been in a situation recently where you felt imprisoned by something. Maybe it's a, something, a sinful thing. Maybe, maybe it's... Um, an emotional thing, maybe it's a health thing, maybe whatever it is, maybe there's something that you feel is limiting what God is asking you to be, who God is asking you to be. Maybe you feel imprisoned, but maybe, just maybe, today is the day that you wake up to Jesus tapping you on the shoulder, saying, hey, have a look down, the chains are are broken, the prison door has been flung open, let's go, let's get out of here. Maybe you wake up today, like Peter did, in the middle of a jailbreak, and you've broken free from whatever is locking you in. Or there's one more example. A 12-year-old girl in the time of Jesus, uh, and she woke up to what would have been a really weird or, and scary situation. She actually woke up to everyone in her household and community crying and weeping and literally preparing her funeral. There's the 12-year-old girl who woke up to that. That must have been confronting, right? Amazing. And the story goes that taking her by the hand, Jesus said to her, Talitha Kaum, which means, little girl, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. And at this, they were overcome with amazement. I wonder tonight if, You've been spiritually asleep for a while. Or maybe even what you would consider spiritually dead. And Jesus might 
very well be waking you up, saying, it's time to get up. It's time to wake up. And, and even though the girl in this story was actually dead, right? We believe she was actually physically and like, completely dead, and Jesus rose her back to life. It wasn't just a metaphor. This is a true story. Um, but we can still see it as God, Jesus, coming to us, calling our name, saying, young man, young woman, get up, get up. You've been spiritually asleep. You've been spiritually dead for too long now. It's time to get up. Jesus' voice calls each of our names. And it's this voice that actually brings life from death. It's the same voice that called out to Lazarus and and Lazarus rose from the dead. It's the same voice that calls light out of darkness. He said, let there be light, and there was light. It's the same voice that calls each of our names and says, get up, get up. It's time. It's time for life. It's time for spiritual life in all of its abundance. I'm going to allow us some time to reflect tonight, about 60 seconds or so. We're going to have a slide up on the screen, and they're going to have all those people that we've been talking about on the screen. And I want you to just reflect on your own for just a moment as to which one of those you feel like you you might be relating to most at the moment. Or maybe there's even one that's not on the list that you know that maybe you've, um, you've, you've thought of as we've been talking. But I just want some time on our own now, just in quiet as as Sam plays and um, as we read the screen. And I want you to consider whose wake up is most relevant to you this day, January 1st, 2023. Let's spend a few moments right now reflecting. to encourage each of us to continue thinking through that, reflecting on that, and maybe even after the service, like sharing with somebody, that's a really powerful thing to do when you have a time of reflection and are able to actually share that with somebody else. And, uh, there'll be, some of us will be down the front and we're able to pray with you and chat with you about that. Maybe you want to chat with the person who 
who's next to you or out at hangs after the service about whose wake up relates to you today. Uh, another thing I want us to do is actually grab out our phones. Have you got your phone there? Um, and what I want us to do is just for this week, we're going to set an alarm for Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, a recurring alarm every day this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for uh, make it about half an hour after you would normally get up, okay, whatever time that is, um, 11 a.m. for the teenagers. Um, so about half an hour after you would normally wake up, and I want you to put as like the, the title of that alarm or the reference or whatever you call it, I want you to put the name of the person whose wake-up call you relate to. Because, because to this week, as we physically wake up every day, I want us to be reminded of the importance of spiritually waking up as well. That this year we're going to make a decision. That, that this year we're not going to roll over and turn off the alarm and go back to sleep. <laughs> that we're not going to start the year spiritually sluggish, but we're going to actually wake up. We're going to wake up now because God doesn't want to wait until March or April until we're ready to be used by Him. God wants to use us today and tomorrow and next weekend. And just imagine, just imagine what God can do with this many people who are awake spiritually and ready for Him. God changed the world with one man, Jesus, and and 12 of his followers, imagine what he can do with all of us. Can I encourage you? Wake up. Don't leave it till later. Wake up today. Uh, we're about to sing a song. We're also about to hear from one of our really great friends, um, Bev and Luke Voss are here. Uh, they've been part of Door of Hope family for 25 odd years, probably more. Uh, and at the moment, they and their family are li living in Uganda, in Africa, and uh, they're here for the summer, and uh, they've agreed um, to participate in these services each, each week uh, and actually share a bit about what ordinary life, ordinary everyday life looks like for them in a completely different culture and context and part of the world, so, um, and what they're learning and what God's teaching uh, them through that. And so uh, we're going to hear from Luke in just a few moments. Um, but before we do... Uh, we're going to uh, sing this song. Now, this is a song that might be familiar to some and might be unfamiliar to others. If you don't really know it that well, just um, keep reflecting on what we've been talking about. Reflect on the words that will really encourage us to wake up tonight. And, uh, um, yeah, let's enter God's presence once again. <laughs> 